0: Before we get started, we have a quick question. Does your school have a good mentoring program for new teachers? Does it support administrators who run the program, train and support mentors in how to best help new teachers, and support new teachers by answering their questions and helping them to meet their biggest challenges?
1: We've mentored many new teachers, and we've had lots of conversations with the new teachers crying in their cars after school. That's why we created the new Teacher Navigator. We have everything that your school needs to run a successful mentoring program. It's online and very affordable.
0: If you or someone in your school or district is interested, check out our program at InspiredTogetherLearning.com or send us an email and we'll follow up. We'd love to help you support the next generation of teachers. The future of education depends on it.
1: And now we hope you enjoyed today's episode.
0: Have you ever had good intentions for your words or actions only to have them fall flat? Have you ever been well-intentioned, but the impact you left was not at all the positive experience that you had hoped to create? Maybe you've been on the receiving end of an interaction that left a negative impact on you, though you know the other person likely had good intentions. In this episode, we are exploring the gap between intentions and impact what it means, what to do when impact does not align with intentions and how to be proactive to avoid those unintentional bad interactions. Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. We're Paula and Michelle,
1: award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers and we know the struggles that you face on a daily basis.
0: Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of
1: school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve.
0: Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life.
1: I'm so glad we're talking about this today because I actually just had a circumstance where my intention and the impact I had on someone else was not at all what I had meant. I had really good intentions. Someone came to me, they were talking about a problem they were having. I could have been a better listener, I now realize. I was listening to what they were saying and I was saying, well, have you tried this? Have you done this? Have you done that? And the person got upset with me later said, I just wanted you to hear me out. All I wanted was to just talk it out. But you kept cutting me off with, have I tried this? Have I tried that? And made me feel bad that I hadn't tried all of these things. That is a perfect example of, I had really good intentions. My Friend, colleague was hurting and I wanted to help them when really the impact I left was you're not doing enough. I have better ideas, not my intent at all. It is not unusual to hear stories like this where somebody has really good intentions, but how it lands on the other person goes all wrong.
0: I have an example too, and mine is a really old one, but that just tells you how long the impact sticks around. Something that happened to me years ago, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I was not pregnant at the time. I was, however, wearing a very loose, super comfy, loungy kind of top. A colleague came up to me and said, Michelle, you are just glowing. You look fantastic. I'm so happy for you. When are you due? Of course, it took me back and I kind of stopped and held my breath. She looked at me and she realized. And I said, I'm not pregnant. And she just, I thought she was going to cry. I'm so sorry. I didn't intend to say something inappropriate. I just thought you looked great. And I just was guessing that you were pregnant. I feel terrible. And I can't believe I stuck my foot in my mouth like that. She was just so apologetic. For like five years, she was apologetic.
1: We just hear these stories so often. In fact, it happens so often that there are lots of common phrases about good intentions that go bad when it hits the impact stage. Thomas Edison said, a good intention with a bad approach often leads to a poor result. Oscar Wilde said, all bad art is the result of good intention. Or you may have heard this common saying, the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Right? We've heard it for sure. No. If you've ever heard of or watched the 80s TV show called Laverne and Shirley, I remember watching that as a child. I just dated myself. But you probably heard the word Shamil in the opening theme song. They say, Shamil, Shamel, da 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 We're gonna make it. That word shamil is actually a Yiddish word that describes a person who has good intentions, but always makes things worse. And that shmail that comes after it, just a little point of fact, means somebody whose bad things always happen to them. So when you say shamil, shamil, it's crazy that there's even a Yiddish word for people who have good intentions, but they go bad. Those are just a few examples of how commonplace it is that our good intentions lead to bad impacts. In this episode, what we're going to do is explore that gap between our good intentions and the impacts of our words or our actions and how that impacts other people. We're also going to explore what we can do when our impact falls short of our intent. Finally, we're going to discuss some ways to be proactive so that our intentions actually align with the impact that we're hoping to have.
0: We definitely want that last part because none of us are intending to make people feel bad or intending to say something that's hurtful. So let's talk about the difference between intent and impact. The intent is what we intend to mean or do. It is the purpose that drives our words and our actions. It's what we hope to achieve. The intent comes on our part. And then there's the impact, which is the result of our actions. And that is what is experienced by the other person. It is the consequence of our words and actions. That's one of those things that you can't always control what other people are going to think of something that you say. As you've probably experienced, we've all had times in our lives when what we meant to have happen and what the other person experienced was worlds apart.
1: For example, a well-meaning colleague might say to you, wow, you look fantastic. What's the occasion that you decided to look so professional today? ouch a little bit on the end of the receiver, right? Like it was a great intention. You look great. but There's that little bit of, well, why? Why do you look great? It was not the intention at all, but the receiver could feel an impact that way.
0: Yeah, I've had that too. Somebody says to me, oh, your hair looks really good. And I have to stop and think. So usually it looks really bad. (laughs) How does that work? I've also had that experience with sarcasm. I'm one of those people that doesn't love sarcasm because I often am left wondering the intent of that. It just reminds me of somebody who said something to me once. It was about an outfit I was wearing. It was like, wow, look at you. Don't you look fantastic? And he was kind of a sarcastic guy. So I didn't know if that was an insult or if he meant it. So you have to be really careful with things like that because how is it interpreted?
1: Today, we're talking a lot about our impact of our words, but it also can be actions. So as we're talking about this, think a little bit about your actions. Here's an example of that. Maybe you decide you're going to carry coffee in for your friend into school. Maybe the teachers in your school all go get coffee on Friday mornings. And you say, yes, I'll carry it in for you. Your intent is great, but you're clumsy and you spill it all over and then your friend is left without a coffee. Your intent was good. That impact was not. It's a really obvious example. Not every example is as obvious. And we're going to spend more time today talking about impact and intent as it has to do with words. But know that it also can be about actions as well.
0: Let's start by talking about something that's very common with every teacher, and that is giving student feedback. Now, you could say that that's part of our jobs, right? As a teacher, you have to give people feedback. But think about the feedback that you give and how it might be received by the student that gets it. I tend to give a lot of feedback. For years, I taught writing. I teach online now. So part of that is I just have to give a lot of feedback. When I give a lot of feedback, it's not intended to say, let me cut you down and tell you all the things you did bad. This is terrible and you're going to fail. It's never that. It's always, here's my idea about ways that you can better understand this, ways to change things in the future. I'm looking at it through growth mindset. I'm going to give you all this feedback that you can use to get better. I can't imagine that it can be perceived as, she's really mean. Look at all the bad things she said about me.
1: It's a really fine line with feedback because you really want to be helping the other person, but you don't know what experiences they're bringing into that. Maybe they've gotten really negative feedback in the past. So their first instinct is to think, what did I do wrong? Where your intent is good to give that feedback, but the impact they feel may be exactly the opposite.
0: If I have good feedback and I withhold it because it might be misunderstood, then I'm doing a disservice because I'm not helping you. So it's a fine line.
1: It's really important that we're even noticing that difference, that disconnect between intent and impact in our communication. Because if we pretend like it's not there, it doesn't solve anything. When we can identify that, yeah, there is a huge disconnect that happens between intent and impact, then we can cross that divide and start building that bridge
0: one of those things that once you start thinking about it, you'll see it everywhere. It's like example of getting a new car. I bought a white Toyota because I thought it was so new and unique and fresh and nobody had a white Toyota. And the minute I bought a white Toyota, I started seeing them everywhere. That's exactly what happens when you start to think about the intent and the impact. Once you start thinking about it, you start to see it everywhere.
1: One of the things that I was really wondering about and did some research on before we started planning for this episode was, which is more powerful, intent or impact? Everything that we read told us that they're both really powerful. Impact carries more weight for the receiver. For the receiver, the impact that they felt is much more powerful than the intent. They may even judge the speaker because of the message or they might react negatively because that impact, regardless of the intent, was powerful to them. And on the speaker side, intent carries more weight. Oh, this is what I felt. This is what I thought. If you're the sender of that message, you're judging yourself by your intent. And it was good intent, so you did the right things. It's really interesting that depending on who you are, intent or impact can be more powerful. In so many of our daily interactions with colleagues, our students, our family members, our friends, it is important to remember that regardless of our intent, them how it lands can be really less than desirable.
0: So what do we do when that intent and that impact do not align? How do we deal with that? What did you do or not do when you find yourself in a situation where your intent was different than the impact? Maybe we can start with what you should not do. First and foremost, you do not get defensive. For me, that's my natural reaction. I would try to defend myself because after all, I don't have a bad intent. So I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. And this is not how I wanted it to go. And oh, I can't believe I said that. And I would kind of be defensive, but there's better way to deal with it. When you find yourself in a situation like this, don't get defensive in explaining the negative situation that it was not your intent. It doesn't matter if it was your intent or not. The receiver having to hear you talk about your intent in a defensive way does not bring understanding or a sense of resolution own your mistake and the impact it had, then apologize naturally. It's tempting to be defensive. Instead, you could say something like, yeah, I own this miscommunication. The impact you felt was not in alignment with my intent, and I apologize.
1: That's so much better. It'd be so easy to say, well, that's not what I meant, or I didn't mean to, or I'm sorry, but you... you No, I think that is our natural reaction. Look at how easily those just slip off our tongue. Mm -hmm. You can be on the other end of that too. You need to avoid getting defensive if you find yourself on that receiving end. Somebody said something to you, their intent was good, but the impact you felt was negative. Our first response there is often to get defensive as well. For example, if a colleague has really good intentions and they say something to you, but you are offended, we often become instantly defensive. Instead, you can practice being more empathetic. There's this great quote from Indra Nuyi, and it fits so well here. Indra said, whatever anybody says or does, assume positive intent. I'm going to repeat that again. Assume positive intent. She goes on to say, you will be amazed at how your whole approach to a person or a problem becomes very different.
0: Wow, that is really powerful. That's a message that I personally need to hear. I tend to give children a lot of leniency in that regard and not maybe hold them accountable or believe that they're saying something with a bad intent. But sometimes it's different with adults. I think I'm a little more judgmental with adults. I love that idea of assuming that everyone has positive intent. That could avoid a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of hurt.
1: And when you're on that receiving end, instead of getting angry and defensive, practice being more empathetic and considering what that sender of the hurtful words or actions had as their intent. Assuming it's a good intent, it's hard to get angry at someone. Attempt to understand their perspective. Why may they have said it like that? And why did it land that way with you like it did?
0: You just have to be so careful. I think of texting. It's short, often cryptic. You can't see emotions. It's hard to read someone's tone. it can be really easy to get a quick text from somebody and then you just assume that they're blowing you off. It's not important or they don't care. I will give people leniency with the text. I can assume the good intent of someone because I realize I don't have all the information about their intent. Same thing is sometimes true of an email. I had the experience of, I was working on a charity Fundraiser, and I was planning the dinner event. There were a bunch of guys on the team that I did not know well. And so I sent this very long, detailed email about dinner options, and here's the one I chose. And this is the caterer that we're going to go with. Sent them the information. I was sort of expecting feedback, like, oh, that sounds great. I think we should go with that. I got an email back that said, that's fine. And at first, I was like, is it fine? Or is he angry? But he's not telling me. Or is it? That's fine. And I let it go. I'm like, well, he said it's fine. So I could have misconstrued that in in the past. I might have. Let's talk about how can we be more proactive about intent and impact. In her 2021 Forbes article, Teresa Hopke, CEO of Talking Talent, suggested three ways to be more proactive about intent versus impact to prevent misunderstandings. The first one is to use timeless advice. I think we've all heard this advice. Think before you speak you suggests that when you find yourself wondering if you should say something, take a mental inventory before you start to speak. Consider the way you're feeling. Are you feeling frustrated? If you're having a tough day in the classroom or at home, if you didn't get enough sleep last night, all those things can impair your judgment and make you less thoughtful than you normally would be. We've all said things we regretted when we were tired or angry or in the moment when we didn't take time to think about it, right? It's not an excuse but it's something to be aware of. Before you make what you perceive as a well-intended comment, pause and ask yourself, is there anything that I would intend to do or say that could be misinterpreted and leave a negative impact on the receiver?
1: That really is timeless advice. I think of all the miscommunication that could be avoided if people would just stop and think before they speak. And I am pointing that finger at myself because that is something I need to work on. And I'm very
0: aware of that. Sometimes we say things and then immediately realize, oh, I should not have said that. I should have waited or rephrased that or whatever. We regret saying something in the moment. So it's really good general advice.
1: Her second piece of advice is to always be willing to make a meaningful apology. We sort of referenced this earlier in the episode. In her Forbes article, Hobkey notes that communicating a meaningful apology is a skill and it's also a remarkable character trait to possess. We're all human and everyone is going to make a mistake. If you know that and then you accept it, you'll be ready to extend a meaningful apology to repair any harm that you may have done. Take responsibility for your part in the misunderstanding and then apologize in a way that says exactly this is where I went wrong. These are the efforts I'm going to do to resolve this situation and then sincerely express your regret. Not a fake apology, but a real one. Finally, Hopke encouraged us in her third recommendation to remember that your response is your choice. It's inevitable that someone is going to say something that puts you off a little bit. Sometimes it's obvious when a student, colleague, family member, or a friend, or someone says something that's harmful. They can be very obvious, but other times it's not so obvious. It might be shrouded in talk that's a compliment like we've talked about earlier in this episode. Sometimes things are said out of ignorance, truly because the speaker just is not aware that they might be hurting your feelings or saying something that gets you upset. But whatever the case, the impact still matters to you. So when something comes up, you get to decide if you want to address the situation directly. Do you want to let it go? Do you want to handle it in a different way? She says no matter the circumstances and no matter what other people think you should do, your response is your choice. At the end of the day, you are the one that must look yourself in the mirror and decide if you showed up as the person you intended to be. Choose wisely and intentionally.
0: Those are a couple of words we talk about all the time on this podcast, the idea that you have choices and you should choose with intention.
1: We really liked Hopkey's suggestions. We decided we wanted to add two more. First of all, you should research your audience if you don't already know them. You can avoid negative impacts by better understanding who you are talking with and how your intentions, no matter how great, might be perceived. For example, maybe you're meeting with parents who are from a different culture. Do a little research. Find out what words, phrases, or actions might be misunderstood or offensive to them, even if they are well-intentioned on your part.
0: Finally, we suggest that you be clear about your intent up front. Then you don't have to apologize later. If you're clear up front and they know that you're intending something good, then they will understand that. And I have a really clear example of that because I've learned the hard way. We talked about giving feedback. I've actually made videos at the beginning of a class to say, this is how I'm going to give you feedback. I write a lot of comments. It's not meant to be hurtful, critical, or I think you're terrible or you're going to fail. No, all of these things are pieces of feedback that you can look at and use to your advantage if you choose to. You can use it to fix up your paper. It's growth mindset in my head. Your honesty upfront will be appreciated by those on the receiving end. So it's worth the effort. Let's recap. So many times in our lives there is a disconnect between our intent and the impact it has on the other person. Miscommunications like these are inevitable. However, we can choose how we respond when these uncomfortable situations arise. We can also proactively try to prevent misunderstandings that occur when the intent does not match up with the impact. We can always assume good intent on the part of our coworkers, students, families, and friends.
1: In true teacher fashion, we always end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to be aware of miscommunications that are happening in your work life and your home life because intent is not aligning with impact. Watch for these occurrences and choose carefully about how you will respond. We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going. So reach out to us via email, our website, or any of our social media channels.
0: And if you are interested in improving classroom motivation and management, we have a free guide for you. You can head over to InspiredTogetherTeachers.com and grab it there.
1: That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's
0: episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at InspiredTogetherTeachers.com. Or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com, for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired
1: in your work life and home life to live your best life.